Not all marriages of convenience end badly. Today this is a romance, a true love story that we are talking about. The one between a not-so-young and not-so-rich English aristocrat and a young and wealthy American lady who became the second-highest-ranked woman in the British Empire after the Queen. What an extraordinary destiny. You're listening to For Better and For Worse, a podcast dedicated to the most unexpected and thrilling wedding stories. In this new episode, you will hear about the life of Consuelo Vanderbilt's friend, Mary Leiter, more commonly known as Lady Curzon. From Chicago to the India of Maharajas, let's discover the amazing story of this American lady. Mary Leiter was the second child and first daughter of millionaire Levi Leiter, a Chicago businessman of German-Swiss descent who made his impressive empire in food companies and real estate. Highly accomplished in art, languages, economics and politics, Mary had a brilliant intellect as well as a charming oval face with dark grey eyes and a very elegant six-feet-tall presence. In 1890, she made her debut in London and was immediately attracted by Lord Curzon, who was 11 years older than her. His talents as a politician and a writer were of more interest to her than his eventual inheritance. Curzon, 35 years old, was a member of parliament and the eldest son of the fourth Baron Scarsdale, rector of Kedleston. He was very intelligent, cultivated and of strong character and had been educated at Eton and Oxford. He had financial worries, but these were resolved when he married Mary in Washington, D.C. on April 22, 1895. The union involved marriage settlements of several million dollars. What Curzon had not anticipated is that during his first year of marriage, he would fall deeply in love with Mary. For her part, Mary wanted to play a key role in her husband's political career. In 1898, Lord Curzon, who was an excellent politician, was made Viceroy of India, the British monarch's representative in the most important territory of the British Empire. Mary became Viceroy, and together they ruled over 300 million people. The voyage to India took three weeks and Lord Curzon arrived in Bombay at the end of December 1898 with his beautiful wife and their two baby daughters. They were welcomed by 1,400 people and Mary instantly made a strong impression with her beauty and the respect she inspired. 
Lord Curzon, at just 39, was the youngest viceroy of India in history. Convinced of the benefits of Western civilization, he demanded obedience and a bent knee from the Rajas, the Maharajas, and provincial governors he now ruled. He reduced taxes, developed education, and punished anyone who ill-treated the Indian people. In 1903, a two-week festival was organized to celebrate Edward VII taking over as the new king and the new emperor of India. On the first day, Lord and Lady Curzon opened the festivities, together with the Duke of Connaught representing his brother the king, the Maharajas and a large number of Indian princes, all riding on bejeweled elephants in the streets of Bombay. At the ball that followed, Lady Curzon made a striking entrance with a spectacular gown and equally stunning jewels from Boucheron. The breathtaking long heavy gown was designed by Worth, made of champagne-coloured silk taffeta, and embroidered in India with traditional gold and silver thread and peacock feathers. Famous for her impeccable sense of style, Lady Curzon created new trends in fashion, thereby supporting the local Indian fabric manufacturers. The jewels ordered from Boucheron included two necklaces and a tiara. The first necklace, in Renaissance style, had almost 1,500 diamonds and a central motif that could be transformed into a brooch. The second necklace could also be transformed into brooches and into a tiara and was made with 372 diamonds and eight rubies. The third Boucheron jewel, a tiara, had been ordered in 1898 for her investiture. This tiara was the focus of a funny episode that took place once in Hyderabad related by Lady Curzon herself. Dinner was beautifully served and ended with little pies from which flew little live birds as you cut open the lid. They flew widely about and alit on my tiara and one rested comfortably on George's head. In 1906, Lady Curzon asked Boucheron to adapt one of her tiaras to make it more modern, like the fashionable Belle Epoque Bandeau. She also wanted it to be able to be transformed into epaulette. Representing the Queen, then the King of the United Kingdom in India, was the most prestigious role an American lady in Great Britain could possibly hope to acquire. Mary was fully aware of the challenge, but she didn't put a foot wrong. Unfortunately, her demanding social responsibilities, the tropical climate, and a serious infection following a miscarriage all contributed to erode her health. The family returned to England after Lord Curzon's resignation in August 1905. But sadly, in July 1906, Mary died at home in London, aged just 36. Lady Curzon, after having seen the Taj Mahal on a moonlight night, said that she was ready to die if someone promised to erect such a memorial on her grave. Although her grave does not look like the Taj Mahal, 
Her beloved husband had a Gothic-style chapel and vault built to her memory. The white marble sculpture expresses deep emotion. Lord Curzon's own effigy was later added to it, as he chose to lie in rest beside Mary, even though he had remarried after her passing to another American lady, who also became an important Boucheron client. But that is a story for another day. Thank you for listening. We hope you have enjoyed this true Boucheron story and we look forward to releasing a new episode about the most unexpected and thrilling wedding stories.